Let's continue from where we left off yesterday. We are holding uh, in the second paragraph of Shorish uh, Mitzvah Zetrila. Let's just, uh, we did two lines and we spent a lot of time talking about the Indian of what is a Yichud, Yichud Ava, Yichud Zun. So let's just uh, start, from, start again from the beginning of the uh, second paragraph. So let's learn a little bit and understand a little bit about the Indian of Tefillah. You do have Priyat Chaim, the Hafresh Ben Kriyashmel at Tefillah. The Priyat Chaim, the Arizal, explains that the difference between Kriyashma and Davening is Shehu al Yidei Kriyashma Nase Yichud Ava, right? And Val Yidei Tefillah Nase Yichud Dezun. Right? This is what we described yesterday. Seder? Yes? So he says like this, Lafi Shahayichud, the Avahu Naila Yoiser. Because the Yichud of Ava is on a much higher level, right? So you would think that uh, the Yichud of Ava is on a higher level, so therefore you'd think that that's really what we should be accomplishing in Tefillah, right? Dafka and Shona Esri, not in Shema, right? Nevertheless, we say it's the other way around. So let's understand why. So wait a minute. If you're saying that the Yichud Ava is higher, which we obviously know, because Ava is Chachman Bina, Masha'enkein Zun is a lower level, right? So apparently from this, if you're going to say that which Yichud is higher, then the Yichud of Ava is higher. So presumably the Mitzvah of Kriyishma is greater. And we know there is such a concept. Someone who is, we talk about it in, in the Gemara, that someone who is learning Torah day and night, right? And he never stops learning. So this person, what is his obligation? His obligation is to say Krishma. His obligation is not to say Shmona Esrei. His obligation is to say Krishma. And he's Pater from Torah. Uh, from, excuse me, from uh, davening. Shimon Esrei. So what's going on here? Because all along I always thought that Shimon Esrei is the highest level. So which is it? So he says like this. Okay. So we say, wait a minute. In fact... There is a Maile Yisera in Davening. When I say Davening, I mean Shmona Esrei, okay? Yeah? That it is in the state of Amida. Now, why is it in the state of Amida? Now, we know that Bichlal in Hasidus, when it talks about standing versus sitting, we understand the concept, what? That we understand the concept that standing, right, is the concept of Bittl. Right? Like it says that the seraphim are oimdim, right? The angels in the heavens, right? They're oimdim, they're standing. What's the Indian of standing? The Indian of standing is the Indian of bitl. So why is Shmona Esrei Davka Ba'amida? Hu Ba'atzilus Mamish. I'll tell you why. Because, because Shmona Esrei is Atzilus. That's why. Okay? So Shmona Esrei is Atzilus. So that's why it's the Indian of standing. Now, Masha'enkin Akriyashma, 
which is not the case by Krishma. Shehi miyushiv. Krishma is miyushiv. Levi shehi adayin bebriya. Oh, okay. So now we have a distinction. So what do we say? Atzilus, there's no such thing as a yesh. Since there's no such thing as a yesh, that's the Indian of Amida. That's the Indian of Shemona Esrei. Masha Enkain, the Indian of sitting, which is the Indian of Bria. Bria is the Indian of the first time that we see a yesh, right? In all of Seder Ishtashulis. So that's what we're talking about here. So now we have a better understanding. What we're saying is Shemona Esrei is Atzilus. Now, the obvious question is what? The obvious question is, uh, I understand Atzilus is higher than Bria. That's obvious. But why are we saying that Dafka... The Yuchud of Ava is in Bria. Seemingly, why don't we say that Adaraba? We should have the Yuchud of Ava of Atzilus in Atzilus in Shimon Esrei. And the Yuchud Zun, okay, fine. The Yuchud Zun is going to be in, uh, you would imagine, that should be in, uh, whatchamacallit, in Krishma. So he says, I'll tell you why. What's the issue here? Yeah. So he says like this. I'll tell you why. Because when we are holding by Atzilus, so to speak, we are not able to accomplish the Yuchud of Ava. It's way too, it's too great of a level for us. Yeah? That's the, because it's on such a great level, right? That's why it has to be that the Yuchud of Ava is Dafka in Bria. Ach Bria, only and specifically when we're in the level of Bria. So now he says like this, the Indian of Bria is known as Moshevosechem. Now what does that mean? Like it's explained in the Perish, the famous Perish, From your dwellings you should bring the bread of the waving. Now what is that sentence coming to tell me? So, this idea, this sentence of Right, lechem tenufa. Right, this is, this is, the Alter Rebbe brings in a mimer. Right, that this is there's a there's a word from the Magid. What's the word from the Magid? So you could break down those words. So first thing, you have the Indian of lechem tenufa. Lechem is the Indian of seichel. Please take notes. Lechem is the Indian of seichel. Mike, you need a pen. Lechem is the Indian of Seichel. Right? So we have Yichud of Ava, Dafka, B'Moshua Seichem. Now what's Moshua Seichem? Moshua Seichem is the Indian of Bria. So therefore, in Bria alone, is it Shaykh, the Indian of Yichud Ava? So the question, the obvious question that comes out from this is what, what, what's going on here? Why is it that we're able to arouse Dafka in Bria this high-level unity of Ava. Okay, that's what we're asking. Would you say that the was a... Lechem Tenufa is the Indian of the Yichud of Ava. Because Lechem is the idea of Seichel. Tenufa is to wave, right? Waving. You're saying it's the Yichud of the Vav? Ava, Ava. Oh, Ava. Right? Aleph, Vav, Aleph. Right? Abba, Ve'ema. I want to be able to use the words. You guys have to remember the words. Ava is Abba, Ve'ema. Ava is Abba, Ve'ema. Right? Oh, and oh. and Zun is the unity of Zohar Nukfa. You have to remember this, okay? Lechem Tenufa is the union of Seicha. Lechem Tenufa is the union of Yichud of Ava. Okay. 
Okay? Now, Tanufa, Lechem Tanufa was the bread that was waved, right? That was waved. Okay, now, why is it Davka in Bria? So, Mashbim, Rabbi Yol, brings famous mushal for this. The mushal that is brought, right, this is all from the, uh, this is all from the, uh, the words, uh, I mean, uh, of the Alter Rebbe, from the Magid, right? He taught it from the Magid. So, he explains like this. The muscle from this is, the Maggit explains, is the idea of nachas. So the muscle for this is, for example, let's say that you have a king. And you want to give the king a certain level of nachas. A certain level of enjoyment. Right? So you decide that this is what I'm going to give the king. I'm going to give the king a bird... A parrot that talks. Come sit in, sit in this table. So you say, wait a minute. You're going to give the king, you're going to give the king a parrot that talks. Uh, a parrot doesn't speak very well. You have a, you know, a macaw, right? That's a, he speaks a little bit better maybe. It speaks worse, whatever. If you want to give a king a really good present, why don't you give him a person? A person talks much better than a bird. Why are you giving him why are you giving him a bird that talks? Give him a person that talks. So no one would ever think of the idea of giving a, a king, I'm going to give you a person that talks. Why 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 a bird that talks? Because there's a davar chidush that's here. There's a chidush. And in the chidush, that's where the enjoyment, the tainuk, the pleasure comes from. Oh! Look at this bird. The bird can say three words. So everyone goes crazy. If you see a person, I could also say three words. No one's going crazy over the person that says three words because the person, Baruch Hashem, can talk. But the bird, the bird, ah, oh, this is a major chiddish that the bird can talk. That tainug, that pleasure, is the pleasure in a davar chiddish. The same thing here. Go back to the nimshal for a second. <laughs> the nimshal here is what? The nimshal here is that where do you have the yichud of avad? Dafka in bria. What's bria? Bria is the idea of the concept of yesh, that there's a yesh there. That idea that you can have bittel, hayesh, is much greater of a chiddish than the idea of bittel, b'metzias, and atzilus. Where is the greater bittel? In Atzilus or Bria? Where's the greater bittel? Where's the greater bittel in Atzilus or Bria? Atzilus, of course. Atzilus, there's no such thing as Yesh. It's all Elokus in Atzilus. So if you want to bring real bittel, where are you going to find real bittel? Atzilus. But where's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is Dafka in Bria, where you can have a Yesh and the Yesh makes himself bittel. That's the famous example in Hasidis of a tzipar mitaberis, right? It's a muscle that's brought many, many ideas. Many times you'll talk, you hear about that in, in Atzilus, okay? Uh, in, in Hasidis. So same thing, like for example, a, a kid that, uh, uh, one kid is always getting uh, uh, 100%, right, on every, on every test. <laughs> then you have a kid, right, that 
he can't ever get 100 on a test. He can't even get a 50 on a test. But he puts his effort in. And the kid winds up getting an 80. Which one is the teacher? On the one hand, the teacher is very thrilled that this one kid has 100 every test. But it's not a chidish. But the kid that puts his effort in, tries very hard, and gets an 80, that's where the nachas is. <clears throat> you got it? So this is the idea here of why it's dafka yichud ava in Kriyashma. Now, so before we are going to explain the idea of what is this yichud of zun, what is it? We're going to come along with a preface, an introduction. Now, this introduction is going to last until around uh, Perak Yud. So it's a long introduction. But in this introduction, we're going to explain a tr tremendous amount of ideas in terms of Kabbalah, in terms of the ideas of, of davening. Okay? Yesh Lahakti. What? Kaidim she's buyer before he's oh, going to explain. Yeah. right, what it is. We have to explain one ha'ara. What's the ha'ara we're going to explain? Right? We have to, so to speak, undress these ideas from their coarseness, from their physicality. These ideas of Kabbalah need to be undressed from their physicality. That's the first thing that needs to take place. Now, the name Milvad Hafshata Hayudua. Lakol. Besides for the Hafshata, the undressing, so to speak, which is known to everyone, Shekol Masha Dibru Amukubalim, Vikinu Lelokusa Yisbarach Be'archehekinuim Gashmim. Let's go through that slowly. <coughs> what? Shedibru Amukubalim, what the Mukubalim spoke about. Vikinu le'elokuso yizbarach. Kinu is like a nickname, right? Or something that you are calling it by. Be'erchei kinuim gashmim. That they use different uh, names, different nicknames, different descriptions in the physical world. Like, come on, roish ve'yadayim v'raglayim. Like it says, like the head of Hashem or the arm of Hashem was on the people or whatever, right? In other words, he's constantly using these different types of, kin what in Hebrew this is called kinuyim, right? All these different types of kinuyim, yeah? By the Abishter, Vidomehem, right? So first of all, we have to undress it. Obviously, we're not saying that the Abishter has this big arm that's coming from heaven and, you know, saying, okay, boys, follow me, right? Through the Yom. That's, that's not what's going on. Clearly. Hakol mashul v'malitza. It's all just a mashul. So he's going to explain two points to this. And he's, saying, and he's going to say, this is the obvious thing. This goes without saying that I don't even have to describe this. And then on the top of the next page, he's going to launch into, right, just to give you the, the outline of what's happening here, right? He's going to launch into a whole discussion of what he wants to refer to in terms of undressing the gashmias. Right? So the first two points that he's going to bring are obvious. He doesn't even have to describe them. So let's see what these are. Okay. El Shehim, Right? So, Hakol Mashal Malitza V'mikra Malei Kasiv. Right? Like, we know that the Chumish is filled, Tanakh is filled with all these different words 
that are implying a physical body. The eyes of Hashem are on the nation. What does that mean, the eyes of Hashem? Obviously, God does not have eyes, right? The hand of Hashem, the, 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 you know, etc. Ki lo ra'isim kol right? Like it says in, in Halacha. You can't have like a, an image for God, Right? There's no such thing as that. And as explained in, the, in Zohar, the whole the lengthy explanation about this. These are the kaychas of Hashem, which are just called by these names. Now put a little number one next to Cain. Okay? So he's going to explain two points here. Point number one. So why is it then, that we do mention the eyes of Hashem, and the arm of Hashem, and the leg of Hashem, and the head of Hashem, and all these things. Point number one. Here we go. That first point is that they are a source of a source, so to speak, to bring about the existence of these physical things. In other words, the arms that we have down here are actually rooted, so to speak, in the arms that they're talking about upstairs. So the actual source of our arms, our eyes, our head, etc., etc., is coming from this level in Elokus that we talk about in terms of the eyes of Hashem, the arms of Hashem, the head of Hashem, etc., etc., Our arms are not a source. Hashem's arm, so to speak. When we talk about Hashem's arm, Hashem's eyes, it actually is the source from which our eyes come from. Like it says, as it's called by that name. And therefore, if you were to take it back, step after step after step after step after step, in the whole Seder Ishtalshalus, that would be the makor of the eyes of a person down here, or the eyes of an animal down here, etc. Let me, let me finish, and then, and then you guys will ask your questions. Point number two, put a little two here. And also, another way of looking at it, is that the etzim inyan l'mayla beruchnius be'alokus, right, they are doing the same concept as what you see in terms of what the human being is doing with these particular limbs. Which is called by their name. Kagon, for example. Just like the hand of a person. That its job is to do what? Its job is to give, for example, something to someone else. That's the job. Yeah? Or to take something from someone else. So, so similarly above, the idea of chesed. Right? That is there to give, so to speak. Right? From his or. Is Barach to the creations. Nikra Droya Yamina is called the right hand of Hulu. And that's the way it is with all of the different names that we have. 
So which is the true power? Let me give you a muscle for this. Let's, let's, let's discuss this, for example. When you say that there's something sweet, for example, in this world, you could say that a apple is sweet or an apple is sour. But you could say, wow, this is a really sweet apple. But you could also see it in a much more edel way. You could say, wow, that nigun, right, that tune was very sweet. It's a sweet nigun. A zisaza, right? It was very sweet. It was very sweet. So which is the concept of sweet? Is it the apple or is it the nigun? Well, in truth, right, they're both the concept of sweet. It's just that the apple manifests the sweetness in terms of a gashmiistic thing. When you bite into the apple, you taste a sweetness. When you hear a nigun and it you feel the sweetness of the nigun, it's in a much more edel way. But it's the same concept. And in certain ways, really, the nigun is more of an expression of the sweetness in the apple because the apple is mulubash, the sweetness is mulubash in the, in the gashmistika flesh of the apple itself, the meat of the apple, as you can say, right? Whereas the nigun is the sweetness but in terms of a, but in terms of a much more edel, spiritual, ethereal energy, than actually having to bite into the apple. I'll give you a different example. You have the concept of or light, right? So or, right? Or down here, as compared to chayshech. So what's or, as compared to chayshech? Or down here is like the concept of, for example, uh, a clarity. When you have darkness, you can walk into things. When you have light, you have a clarity of what's going on. Right? Now, if you were to look at it from a more edel point of view, right, you could say that what's really the same concept of or in a higher, more spiritual way you'd say it would be like a seichel, intellect, right? Like it says, the fool walks around in darkness. Because when you have seichel, when you have intellect, when you have knowledge of something, there's a certain level of clarity to that thing. When you don't have that seichel, you're in dark. You're in the dark, I should say. You're in the darkness. You don't understand what's flying. So which is the real... Etzim dikemuhus of the idea. Is it the seichel is the idea or the or is the idea? It depends. They both express the same concept. It's just that the more edel you get, the more abstract you're able to be mafshit. This is what we're talking about. Taking off the, so to speak, the clothing from whatever it is. So for example, when we're talking about the sweetness, the, the sweetness of the apple is manifest in the flesh of the physical flesh of the apple. If you were to mafshit the physical flesh of the apple and you were to look at it in terms of the nigun, okay, so now you understand the sweetness of a nigun. 
The or, when I'm turning on the lights in the middle of the darkness, I see the clarity. I'm not going to walk into a chair. Or is it that I'm, I'm, I'm understanding a halacha, I'm understanding a halacha so clearly that I understand what I can do and what I can't do on Shabbos. They're both the same concept. But one is manifest in physical light or physical darkness, and one is manifest in an understanding <coughs> excuse me, of a concept that now I have a clarity in what I can do and what I can't do. That's what's known as being mafshit. To undress, to strip the concept from its coarseness and making it and understanding and seeing it in a more idle way. So now, go back to our nimshol. When we talk about the idea of the hands of Hashem or the eyes of Hashem, so what we're talking about is the same thing as what our eyes do or what our hand does. But obviously Hashem does not have a hand that He's you know, reaching out you know, from the Shemayim and you know, uh, coming and giving someone uh, you know, uh, something. Or the eyes. He doesn't have two eyes. that it, oh, Because of these eyes, He could see what's happening in, uh, you know, in Yerushalayim right now. But it's a concept of, of, of recognition. So basically the world will say that where is the real leg or where is the real eyes or where is the real hand? It's down here in this world. And it's hinted to in the world upstairs. So the famous Shlach, Kaddish says, right, the, we see this a lot in Hasidus, we bring this all the time, now hopefully we understand it better, is that no, the Emisar eyes are the eyes of the Abishter. What our eyes are is just a hint for us to think now understand what it is that we're talking about with regards to Hashem. So the Rem is, is in the lower worlds and the M is in the upper worlds. So the whole Torah is really talking about the upper worlds. It's hinting at things in this world. But the things in this world are Magushim. And therefore, the objective here is to get to the Mahus of the thing. So what the Tzemach Sedek is saying with these two uh, points... Namely, number one, it's a makor, right? It's a source for it. That's point number one. And point number two, that it's really the mohus of whatever it is that we're talking about. Now, that's really the point. These two points are obvious. We don't have to discuss these points. What he, what the Tzemach Sedek wants to do is bring a third point, which is the major discussion for the next nine chapters. And that's what he means by to be mafshitted from his gashmis. Okay? Clear? Mafshit means to undress. Undress. Okay? So let's see what that is. So he says now, ach oidzois, on top of the next page, right? Ach oidzois, tzarech ladas hafshata. Right? We have to understand a hafshata. Vahu kimashi yachsu hamukubalim shemos elokim lamidas pratim. So this Havshatah that we're going to be discussing for the next nine chapters is the idea how certain Mukubalim made a connection between the names of God and the Midos, particular Midos. For example, come on. Shem Kael Bechesed. They said this is what it is. Yachas means a connection, right? Like they say, Kamo Shem Kael Bechesed. That shame kale, when you say shame kale, what you really mean is chesed. 
Chesed of Atzilus, for example. Velokim begvura. Velokim is gvura. <coughs> so, the Rebbe says, Eina kavana al guf asvira mamish. Don't think for a second that the name, the, the godly name, that the kavana of the godly name is the actual svira in Atzilus. As some of the later day Kabbalists hinted to or mentioned. So this is a very physical idea. Right? Because the Svira is only one point one specific point. It's a kayach eloki. Which was made, which was emanated from him. However, you cannot say about, when you say the shame kale, or you say the shame elokim, don't think for a second that that is chesed of atzilus, or gvura of atzilus. As these later day uh, Mukula Balam said. And the idea is what? So the Tzemach Sedek is explaining here that they, the whole idea of Kabbalah is what? Kabbalah means to receive. That they received it from their teacher and they received it from their teacher. And what these later day Mukubalim are saying is they're using their own Seichel to be able to bring out such a point. You can't use your own seichel to bring out such a point. So this is what he wants to spend the next nine chapters discussing. How this works, this idea of what exactly is Shem Kale. Because for sure, Shem Kale, when, the, when, when a malamid in school right, teaches a kid, Elohim, it means God. It doesn't mean Gvura Vatsilus. On the other hand, what we're going to have to discuss over the next couple of days is, so then why does Hashem have different names? Why is there an Elohim, a Kale, a Shem Havaya, all these different things? Clearly, it's not that it's, we're talking about a specific Mida of Atzilus. But on the other hand, clearly we are talking about that there are some kind of distinctions that we have to figure out. And that's what we're going to get into. Okay, so the main point that he's bringing here, main point number three, is what he's going to be spending the time on is... Lachatrile starts off with the hypothesis or the idea that immediately that he brings his, his thesis for the next nine chapters is don't think Shem Kale means Chesed Vatilus, Shem Elokim means Gvura Vatilus, it means God. That's what it means. Don't make that mistake. Okay? All right, we'll stop here. Amir Tashem uh, for today.